Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about commitments, setting your intentions, restarting your routine, and committing to you from day one. Body Armor Light, the low-calorie, zero-sugar-added sports drink. Shop now on Amazon.com. Hey there. Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Quality of Life show with Nancy and Lisa, publishers of Big Blend Magazines. Today, we welcome social science researcher and relationship workshop assistant, Carolyn Lee Arnold. And she's joining us to talk about her debut memoir. She's got a second one already in the works. I'm just saying. But her (laughs) debut memoir is called 50 First Dates After 50. All right. We love this because she really did like a whole experiment. And then she found love, too, through it. So it's really cool. Uh, It is out now through She Writes Press. And I encourage you to go to her website. It's Carolyn Lee Arnold. And that's Carolyn, C-A-R-O-L-Y-N and Lee L-E-E, because you could do it different ways. And I'm just always you know, promoting how I can spell or not, and half the time can't pronounce anything. But anyway, welcome. How are you, Carolyn? I'm great. I'm great. It's great Good. to see you. Thank you for you your, your Bay Area backgrounds to make me oh, feel yeah. at home. Well, we, love, we love the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And um, you're, that's where you're based out of. And your, and your memoir yeah. is set out there. And Very I'm set reading there. and I'm like, she's jogging here, jogging there. I want to see. I want to see. So. <laughs> I want to know, I know that you had the movie, I was at the 51st Dates and that um, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so that was in Hawaii. And I was thinking about this when you came up with this idea to go dating. Um, Would you do this as a movie set in the Bay Area? Because. Oh, mine, cool. I, definitely. I would love it. It's got a lot of great settings. I mean, I did a lot of walks along the bay. I did, we went to Point Reyes, a, a couple of beach scenes at Point Reyes. See, you know, um, we love that. A lot, of, a lot of strolls in the Green Hills with some of my dates or strolls mm-hmm. along the bay. I, this would be a very visual Bay Area movie. Bay Area would be a big character. In it, it. it could be a TV series because mm-hmm. you, could, you could just keep dating. Netflix, the Netflix special. 50 yes, I could. Or... 50. Well, 50 would, would take up a lot of seasons, wouldn't it? And yeah, I know. It's you like, make a ton of money. It's I, like right. 50. You know, when I read 50 and I went, 50. Oh, I'm wow, tired I'm, already. I don't yeah. think I've even been on. No, I don't. That's yeah. a lot of dating. And that's a lot. That's, you have to kind of be Dude. like, there's so much work that goes into it. But I do I have know. to bring this back. The start, this actually does connect, you know, that movie was set in Hawaii, and this is where it starts with your ex-boyfriend. But you guys kind of, you had a long-distance relationship between the Bay Area and Hawaii, yeah. and he wants to go off traveling, and that's that. And But even a long distance, it was kind of interesting because it sounded like you're, you, and this is a place I think all of us get stuck in at some point where we stay with someone because it's comfortable instead of going, is this really the right one? Right. Right. And we, and it was comfortable. I had a very busy life. I was, saw him once a month. We, the, 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 the fair, the airplane fares were very cheap back and forth between Hawaii and Oakland at that point. And, and I was working hard. I was work helping with re- relationship workshops. The one, um, and I was, I had a big circle of friends and a house to take care of. And I loved seeing him once a month. And we talked on the phone about every night. It was a, it was actually a nice equilibrium for me at the time. But then I got to the point of wanting more. I was in my late fifties and I realized 
and we weren't we weren't really committed long term. We were committed short term. And I realized I really want a long term committed partner and someone who lives near me. <laughs> I did want that. It, well, it that got helps. a little tiring, and yeah. I didn't want to move to Hawaii. I I, I just there's too much. I it, there's not enough. I love it there. I love visiting, but I need mm. a place that more go, is going on. And, and I don't. Uh, I want to see. To me, my ideal like relationship is live next door or down the street. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's great in the same house i don't know well, but you, but there is a balance upstairs, and, downstairs and, but this is what i yes. like about your book is that you learn about like learning about yourself to be able to understand what you want exactly exactly i took it was a, it was a big trial and error process it was a, i was a researcher i saw it as a research project i really recommend looking taking keeping dating as a research project so you can have a little That's more distance nice. on it so do yeah. you take notes well, like I was after I, a date. I, I was writing in my journal. It wasn't as a note thing, but and I wasn't didn't wasn't planning on writing a book. I was just it was part of my self care to to, mm. to write in my journal. I was single, living alone, and I was writing. Um, I wrote out my feelings, what happened on the date, what I felt about it, and a lot of um, loving um, um, affirmations to myself. That was part of my self care. I, I also meditated with some affirmations, and I tried to keep myself. Um, optimistic i mean i'm naturally optimistic but i it dating is a long-term project and you have to build in self-care and mm. so writing in a journal was part of it um, oh. hmm. i think that's good for all of us you know yeah. when you journal it gets the emotions into an a, more of a balanced spot i think you know exactly it, yeah because you have the highs and lows and dating i like what you're going from the research aspect because dating I think it, it, it puts us into a better balance of not being, oh, oh I, want, I want a man or a woman. Right. And, and we're, right. we're going to talk about that. We want to okay. know what's going on with that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's, but, you did switch a ruse. But, but, you're, but you're right. But you're right. The, the, whole, the whole research thing. And also, as we get older, I, I have to say, uh, you know, it's one thing to date when you're younger and you think you have your whole life ahead of you. Can you just have fun, fun, fun? And you hope the right person will come along. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. But when you're older and you're really sure, okay, I'm ready to settle down with someone now. We don't have a lot of time to hang out with fun Bobby and waiting for mm -hmm. Mr. Wright to come along. If we really want Mr. Wright, and I also want to validate that it's fine to not have a partner. All of the things that I talk about in terms of mm -hmm. nurturing myself while dating also work really well for having a wonderful full single life. So I, I just I, I want to just mention that I'm not not everyone has to have a partner, but if you want a partner, um, it's it's just um, every weight when we're older, every date takes on a lot of weight. Like, is this the one, like you were and saying, time. is this the guy, is this the end time? Yeah, we don't have the time. I, and so, you know, yeah. I think there should be a questionnaire that your date fills out before you say yes. Well, a, of, yeah. yeah. I just want to well, say, Nancy, Nancy, I think she did this to one of her boyfriends that you were guys that she was seeing years ago. And I'll never forget this story because she was at this point, he's an artist, she's an artist and this was out in the in the woods and you know oh, we were living out right. in the sticks you know and and she was getting to this point with him of you know you just get to this irritation point and then you're going am I just being catty you know and they mm. were on a hike and there were cattle and she said well go on move like a cow and she got him to walk on all <laughs> fours and move and then she so normally you think oh that's fun he's fun and having fun and then she looked at him and went, that's it 
you're out. <laughs> that was see, a test. Is, it was actually but, a test. See, but so what yeah. happens when someone goes to you in, yeah. in, in, the, in the workshops and brings that up? <laughs> well, one of the things we learned in the workshops, mm -hmm. in the, in, um, I, I was in some workshops that were specifically for learning about love, intimacy, and sexuality. Mm -hmm. And we were basically lear looking, learning to look for the goodness in each person. Yeah, which is a like great that. technique for loving yourself and loving other mm. people. And so if someone did something odd, you'd say, wow, that's really interesting about you. <laughs> or something like that. Or you wouldn't say anything. We would just listen and just be not And not do the move. Don't do that. I roll my eyes a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not, that, that, there's a lot of, yeah, not, not, that would be um, not helpful, I think. <laughs> but I, but I, like, I like that about looking for the good in people because we start doing the checks and balances on someone. So you're a researcher and you're writing in your journal, yeah. but you kind of have to look, Oh, well, this may just, it's just simply not a match. And sometimes right. that's how we right. have to really get down it, to. Right. It's not it, a match. There, that doesn't mean anything's right or wrong. It's exactly. just not a match. Everyone has something precious to offer. It's, it helps me enjoy, help me enjoy the dates to just say, say, well, what does this guy have to offer? What do I like about him? And sometimes I went overboard with that because I could see the goodness in him and I was not seeing maybe the, the red flags or the things that weren't going to work out. Uh, I was a little overly accepting um, but I also took good care of myself in that. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it does help on the dates to enjoy the date. But then the, the that's when the research aspect comes out. When you to do the research, you're gathering information. So after the date, you have to evaluate the information and say, huh, what did I feel? What was I feeling about myself with him? What was I feeling about him? And what was what, what was the combination of us feeling like? And being a little evaluative and see, well, and it, for me, if, if there was something interesting there and it felt like he had a quality that I might like or that I, there was like some sort of connection, I would have a second date. I would explore it. I wouldn't usually, um, I, I wouldn't rule out someone right away. I, my date is called, my project's called the 51st dates. So I went on 51st dates, but I went on lots of second, third, and fourth dates to mm. check them out and give them a chance. How long did it take you to do this? It was two and a half years. Wow, you've been busy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's about, that, that made sense. Well, I thought I could do it in nine months. Um, oh. my, because originally my ex-boyfriend, he was just going traveling in Europe for, I think, seven months, maybe. And I thought, ah, I, I'm going to do this whole project. I'm going to go on 50 dates. And then I'll see if he's really the right one for me. And then I'll, or I'll see if there's somebody better out there. That's what I was looking for. But I only got to 17 dates by the time he came back. And by then he had found somebody that he wanted to be with. And I was realizing, hey, I kind of like this dating project. I think I'm, I think I can find somebody this mm, way. It mm. might take a while. Um, but I, I like, I think it's something mm. for everyone to kind of do is, is that research part. Like we were talking about the emotions. And the fact is we also uh, tend to date potential. I think men and women mm -hmm. do that. You'll like something and you, and there's a hormonal thing. There is a chemistry biology thing that happens to mm -hmm. us yeah. and it's just the way we are how we were created to, it's biology we can't you know mess with mm -hmm. biology until you get to the facts which kind of puts the emotion aside allows you to feel the emotion on paper mm -hmm. and then just and feel it which is fun come yeah. on it is oh, yeah. fun to oh, be yeah, the attraction like oh the, yeah you know, that's a hottie over there yeah it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that that's like long-term see material. but that's we, that's know. how mommy nature messes with you Yes, you know, she does. she's maybe looking at um, things from a totally different aspect than what we are. So are you talking is, about 
Tra the attractions long, and yeah like and... long-term relationships that end up in children that's where mommy nature oh yeah she's yeah procreate well, procreate you know and she's looking for oh well strong body strong mind yeah <laughs> yeah that means the child Baby will have both yeah she's not looking at um necessarily what is best for either party sorry right nature, well there's but... <laughs> it's always that those 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 hormones those attractions are, are really mm. hard to be objective about but mm. it's a but as an older woman past menopause mm. i had i went through menopause at 51 i was doing this dating project at 58 I, I, well, um, I did have lust towards these men. <laughs> I did have attractions, but I'm thinking it wasn't as probably as strong as in my youth, because mm. I, I mean, the reason I was in this mm. position, I had never had a long-term partner um, was because I kept following my attractions and they only lasted for a year or two with, with men or with women. And so mm. that's why I was really trying to find someone that I'd really want to be with long-term. And so the fact that I was, um, my libido had dropped after menopause. Um, it kind of came back because it's kind of exciting to be dating a lot of different men <laughs> and meeting new men. <laughs> so you're right about that pull, that that sexual pull that we have. Um, but I think it, I, I, I think um, being older helped me with the with getting being able to sit back and really think about mm. what, what this was. Mm. I think I wanted to go back to also the beginning when you talk about the the, the, the institute was it called the heart institute it, it's heart, the human awareness human, institute human, yeah mm -hmm. i was keep going the heart institute yeah. even though i was it, reading well, it well it's very heart centered that's a good yeah guess. heart centered yeah. and um that intimacy part where you know you're you were sitting across from a gentleman who you liked and you're like ooh, and then mm -hmm. it you know balanced out to become a really good friend mm -hmm. but you're caressing each other's face and having this intimate moment and I'm yelling at Nancy. She's fondling faces, and I'm <laughs> yeah. giggling because there's no way. I mean, I I would yeah. get the giggles, but that's an intimacy, and that's walls that we put up, and all of that uh -huh. stuff. And to be able to do it, I and you had an emotional time, but I would have really just got the giggles. I know really? I would have. Well, did it just well, seem really strange? Did it just seem well, really strange? Very, like too close? Very, too close? Yeah, you know, it's a very intimate kind of thing, and I think mm -hmm. I would have to have been dating someone to be able to do that. You know, when you go to a restaurant and someone comes up and plays a guitar and sings a song right to you, mm -hmm. right, Looks in front, right like at this close, face. yeah, in right? your eyes, yeah, I'm gonna giggle. I do it mm -hmm. at funerals. Oh, okay. I'm not oh. good at funerals oh, okay. either, so I'm not good at that. You I know, see. oh, that I'm, but closeness. that's a that's a learning thing, you know. Yeah, that's an intimacy thing that it's like, wow, okay, you're doing that. I would have giggled. I probably okay, gone well, through with it. Uh -huh. But it's a giggle. I giggle first. That's just who I am. Yeah, well, that's fine. That's fine. People do have all <laughs> sorts of different reactions. I think one of the reasons I included that workshop in the book, mm. I wanted to give people a glimpse of what a personal growth workshop is like and mm. what it feels like, because I think that the idea of relation workshops or personal growth or, or intimacy sounds a little scary from the outside. And I wanted to mm -hmm. see, I wanted to show people that it's actually really a loving, sweet thing. Um, even if you giggle, it's fine to giggle. <laughs> but, but they, I think but, giggling but, is always good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know this. I maybe I didn't uh, portray enough laughter in those workshops. No, you did. Are. No, you did. But I, for okay. me, for me, I'm just like, wow. Okay, that's that would be for me putting myself out there. That's a very yeah, you know. So I I commended you on that. And when oh, I was thank you. Going, this is cool, you know. But I think it's something where we don't sit. I think you have to go to kind of like an external place to be able to look in. You can't always sit in with yourself. Even if you're journaling, 
until you go from the outside and have some someone to look from the outside. And sometimes families aren't the best for it. You know, it, that, no offense, Nancy. I'm not saying <laughs> anything. Well, she, well, she warns me. She's like, you don't want that one. No, no. And she's <laughs> no. had to get me out of a lot of interesting situations. I'm just saying. Well, you two are obviously a good team, but, oh, yes. but not always. She's, she's, uh-huh. Well, apparently I break up with people on holidays. So yes, I'm very good at it. And then she has to be the second one going when she says it's over. She means it. <laughs> Okay. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, Valentine's Day, Christmas, birthdays, yep. New Year's, it's all, it's all oh, Easter, yeah. Thanksgiving, it all just, it just happens to be. It, it's good one to have someone write close. A, I'll, go I'll, I'll write a memoir about it one day about how it happens, but it <laughs> yeah, just was one of those that things. That could be a but, good story. But I think it does take these external things or situations and classes to look in because when you're sitting with yourself, you're too close. It's like you need I, to go in an airplane to see what land looks like. I so Sometimes. agree with you, Lisa. That's mm. such a good point. Mm. That because we think, you know, everyone says, well, in order to go dating, you need to feel good about yourself, right? And so, but you can't just go into your room and give yourself a lot of affirmations. I am beautiful, I am dateable, I am lovable. That is good to do, but you can't do it in a vacuum. Mm. And one of the values of going to experiential workshops in which the the purpose is to be learning how to be more loving with people is to get that feedback from each other. So Mm. we were learning to look for the goodness in each other. And so that meant someone was looking at me and looking for the goodness in me and then telling me what they liked about me and vice versa. So I got to feel it, it's a, it's the experience of really feeling people appreciating me and loving me in a way that w- would replace the critical messages that are in my are in my head. Uh, Everybody's oh, head. Yeah, yeah, we're all negative, right? And yeah. Like, no, 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 no. I think if, if somebody told me that I was supposed to fondle somebody's face in a workshop, it's not that would, way. She doesn't write it that way. That's just I me. know, but I'm just saying. I probably would have pinched the cheek and went, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? <laughs> I think you have to be in the situation. I just, you know, but it, it was something that, that, yeah, I mean, that to me, that's intimacy and learning and opening up in a safe space too. You're in a Very safe, safe space. space and trying out new behaviors. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. it might've seemed yeah. a little awkward at first, but then when you sure. try it out, you find out mm-hmm. it's good. I wanted to say one other value thing about the workshops is because Um, One of the things they value besides appreciating people is choice, that everyone is at choice in every second, you can make a different choice. So that applies to if you're in an exercise that you're not comfortable with, you can leave, you can get out of it. You can say, I think I don't want to do this, or you can just watch other people Mm -hmm. do it. And so, and that, and, and that is, a, and it's not just for the workshop, but it's teaching us in dating every moment I have a, I have, I can make a different choice. I don't have to stay in this situation if I don't like it. Lisa and I used to work for a company that sent us to this workshop and we had to do, remember the trust fall? Yeah, you get up climb on a pole up, and, yeah, and then they climb up you. the pole and then you just fall off and you trust the people down below to catch you. Now, you know, you're not going to get hurt because you have a harness on. Yeah. But there's still... It's a little nerve wracking. There are a bunch yeah. of salespeople. If you threw there a bunch of sales, bill, they're going to run for that. Yeah. That's, and then yeah. right before that was you go to fall, to... somebody goes, quick, throw a dollar bill out. And that meaning that <laughs> the team would run and get the yeah. dollar rather than catch you. Oh, you know, no. So was, oh, that was yeah. just a joke. So, but they did okay. catch you. They did. But catch they would you. catch you. But there was that last second before you did the fall that yeah. people had to mess with you. And that workshop was. Um, 
there were times I thought it was pretty horrific, actually. Yeah. That, and, that, did you end up learning trust from that? Did you feel the trust? Did it do? Do you think we learned trust from you that, know, Lisa? No, you know what? I don't think. I trusted um, I think the harness. when you're forced to go to these things, it doesn't, you're yeah. not in alignment yeah. with it. If you're not Good ready point. to receive. Good point. You know what I mean? Then you're not ready. There were aspects of it that we thought were cool. There were like some things I did learn, but I wasn't going to take in certain things right. because I just wasn't in that yeah. moment it's, for it. But I think everything you experience, it's like, oh, I'm not ready for this. Well, it's going to happen anyway, because that's <laughs> the way life is. Yeah. So it's up to you at that point. Are you open? Are you closed? And at mm -hmm. that point, when you're forced into this is yeah. your career, your job. And if you don't do this, well, now it looks poorly on you and you're already afraid of heights. Excuse me, Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to force me there. Okay, I'll do the challenge wow. and I'll get through it. But you're, not, you're kind of going in with an already resented kind of attitude. Yeah. yeah. And this... when it comes to growth, I think that should be a personal choice. Our bodies are a personal choice. I'm just saying. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, and that's this the is a California thing. book. I can yes, say. yeah, it's a California book, and choice is huge. And and mm -hmm. so um, I just wanted to put a plug for this type of this workshop with the Human Awareness Institute, HAI.org. Mm -hmm. If people want to look into it, it's all over the country. But mm -hmm. there are other workshops and um, organizations that teach these kind of things, from communication to intimacy mm -hmm. to communication for couples or singles and, and how to have a good relationship. I have several references, other organizations on my website mm -hmm. um, if, if people want to want support. But the point is dating is a, is a long-term project. You need support. You need to have a community or a group of supporting people around you um, in order to, to do it. You can't just do it alone. Mm. I think it is important because you, it's, um, it's a huge part of life for people. Oh, yeah. relationships yeah. and mm -hmm. making the choice. I want to have a relationship. I don't, or sometimes you take time off for yourself. You do yeah. whatever you need to do. Um, but I think also what's interesting is your um, beginning of life and deciding, okay, you've got to think about how we are raised and the cultures we are in, the values we were taught, the traditions, the places we are mm -hmm. raised as well, also have a huge impact. And so for you, you went, hey, I'm going to the Bay Area. You know, it, it was like hippie dippy, let's go. And <laughs> at that I, point also, you were also leading a lesbian lifestyle and then said, okay, I'm done with that after 18 years. So I, I wanted to bring this up because I know okay. that you've got a second book coming out with this. Yes, right? I'm writing that. Yes, yes, I, I did. Yes, go ahead. I was just gonna say, so for a lot listening, we're gonna go, what do you mean she just went, hey, flip the switch? And that's, it's not, you know, so a lot of people aren't going to understand that part of it. Yeah. Um, and because we're having this dialogue in this country and um, right now of people understanding people's choice. It's, again, going exactly. back to choice yes. and who you are, back to biology again, too. Yes. So should I just give the short version? Go for it. I, Go for it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, um, I, I started out as most people, many people heterosexual and I was dating men and seeing men, but I landed in Berkeley, California in the early 1970s, the height of the, of everything, the political movements. Mm -hmm. I, I landed at the free clinics. We were trying to change the healthcare system. And also this beginning of lesbian feminism feminism was strong and lesbians were starting to come out and gay men were starting to come out. It was starting to, starting to create a safe space for mm. women for positive um, lesbian and gay existence. So I, I 
found out by, by working with lesbians in, in the Women's Health Collective, I found out that my body was bisexual and that I could be attracted to women. It, you know, that's not true for everybody. I, I, that, mm -hmm. I just, by being around really handsome and beautiful women and who were more interesting in the seventies, the women were more interesting to me than the men. The men were, had, hadn't quite <laughs> caught on to feminism. The baby boomer men were quite with it yet. So um, I was just fascinated by the women and I thought it was a more interesting life. It was, it was a more interesting life. And so I really wanted to have a part, woman partner. And so I tried for 18 years. I dated a lot of women. I was in a women's household. I was in a, I went to, I learned women's studies. I studied women's studies. I never found the right woman, but I had a lot of fun. The lesbian feminist culture at that time was great, wonderful music, wonderful gatherings, festival, music festivals. It was a cutting edge politically. It was just exciting because we were redefining what it meant to be women. We were right. women. And you could have relationships without the gender component. You didn't have to worry about someone being sexist. It, we were just all equal women. And then mm. you could just deal with personalities. That I love, the gender-free um, personality thing of relationships. Mm. But I've, And I found out that women are, are, have the, a range of, of personality traits just like men are. There's some yes. wonderful, loving women, and there's some not so great mm. women. And, mm -hmm. and so it actually kind of, um, it, it, it made me... Um, I, I less idolized. I, I idolized women less. I, you know, women are just like people and there's a range of people and I didn't find my person among the women. <laughs> and so, yeah. And after, I think that's something yeah. in feminism too, to look at is like, you mm -hmm. know, we want women's rights. We want equality. And also well, sure. I always talk about feminism can only get us to the, the equality that we deserve if women work together in a better way, because we do attack each mm. other and yeah. that doesn't help. Mm. And you also, like, if you look politically, um, whether it's locally or nationally, and I want to talk politics, but you don't want to put a woman in just for a woman that could ruin, you know what I mean? Right. So right. It's we, that we, balance. It's, yeah. It, it's the, yeah. We want to look for a woman whose values we agree with also yeah it, 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 just, like, else, a man. You know, yeah. just exactly. like a man yeah just like no matter what so mm -hmm. so what yeah. it did so i gave up on women and i, and I realized i and i was in a, in, a, in a milieu i started a new job in which there were a lot of men and i realized i was still attracted to men and and what i realized is in my, now i'm in my 40s 20 years later and the men are interesting they've been through the feminist wars with women <laughs> and they're yeah. they're coming they're they're wiser and they're they're sadder and they're they're more vulnerable and they're more interesting and so I, I kind of, it was like I took a 20 year break from men and came back and they were wonderful. And I was very happy to be with them again. And, and I, but I couldn't, I still didn't have very good relationship skills. So uh, 10 years of trying to date men and, and again, relationships that were one or two years because I just went with my attractions. And, and that's when I went to the Human Awareness Institute to figure out how to have better relationships. And I just really recommend that for everybody, even if they're already good in good relationships, because it's, it just makes, it just gives you a lot more tools for communication and loving people. And also for those of you single and dating, what better pool of men or women can you find than a group of people who've chosen to work on their relationship skills? It's, it's that's, like that's ideal. Those are, really the, those are the people I wanted to be with. Mm -hmm. And, and there's thousands of people who've gone through those workshops. So especially in the Bay Area. So there were a lot of people to choose from. And that's um, about half my dates were from people I met at those workshops. I mean, that is, is something, that's a good point because really schools don't really teach you too much about relationships. No, 
that's yeah. kind of on the back burner. Um. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Yeah, it's like you're supposed to do this, this and that. And if you're a woman, you're supposed to be like this. If you're a guy, you're supposed to be like that. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much how it rolls. Right. And I don't know how much it's changed. Like in the modern day school today, I don't know. Well, they have communication classes, but 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 that's more about reading and thinking. And this and to do an experiential thing Mm. of what does it feel like to be with people who are looking for the goodness in you Mm. and who are appreciating you and who are giving Mm. you choices and letting you say no and yes when you want meet it. It's it's there's nothing to beat experiencing things and practicing things in your body. That's positive. Instead of allowing dysfunction to come in. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's the thing too. You know, there's red flags as you date, there's red flags. And if your hormones are doing this, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, he's really hot doing this. You're going to go, eh, that's, a, you know, we all do that, right? right? And we end the up wisdom. in trouble. And mm-hmm. so there are red flags all the time. If you look back at dating and, you know, all of us, and of course you, you've got, you've <laughs> done a ton, you know, yeah. there's that part where those flags were there. And in a lot of times we know, we know we closed our eyes. Mm-hmm. We know yes. deep down. Yeah, know it. (laughs) Well, there's that. We think you can change what the outcome is going to be. Yes, there's always that. Right, the hope that you that someone will change. Well, that that's always a dead end. Yeah. Yeah. What I tried to do in this book is illustrate. I start the book out with a workshop of what I'm learning in the workshop, and then I try to show how I played that out in my dates, how I Mm. practiced those skills as I dated. And you're so gung ho. Like to me, like that's why I was like she's she's really into doing this like this is this is you took a a big chunk and you stuck to your gears on this you know to me that is to do it to do 50 dates I've Mm -hmm. I've that's that's incredible did you you tell people did you Um, tell the guys that you were going to date 50 people um I did if I had more than one date with them if I just had a date one date with them you know we met on online or we met somewhere or um they didn't need to know it was just like dating and oh this didn't work out and I don't want to we don't need to see each other but if if I saw them one more than once or actually more probably more than twice I would tell them because one of the things I needed to tell them was I was a seeing other people that I did have this goal of 50 and by the way I know it sounds like I was really gung-ho but what helped me have energy was having the goal having a goal of 50 kept me going that was actually a good thing because I Mm -hmm. felt like I could move on and and there was always a better one coming along and so that gave me the optimism it's new experiences (laughs) yeah it's kind of yeah well you like what you do like a card system and a rolodex and she here's 10 (laughs) points for this 12 points for this minus six for that it's like (laughs) it's like the voice (laughs) it was all in my journal 
Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mention that might be a little unusual. This is, this is, you know, really three books in one. This is a dating book. There's a lot of great dating skills in here, Mm -hmm, but it's mm -hmm. also a model of an older woman being sexual while dating. And, and I wanted to validate women as many of us who are older, who've been in relationships are, are sexual and don't tend to stop that just because we're dating or while it's, we're waiting you're for not someone. a spinster. Like there's right. that whole mm, thing, like you're a granny knitting thing, yeah. and watching TV with yeah. 20 cats and tea. Right. And not everyone. <laughs> and I want to respect women who don't want to be sexual while they're dating. That's another option. Um, right. But I wanted to validate the women who are. Um, mm-hmm. being being sexual as we get older. I think that it, we don't have a lot of models of women being older and sexual. That's and, true. and I wanted to show people that it could be done safely. I, I, mm-hmm. I emphasize safe sex in the book. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I talk about how I take care of my heart um, when, when I, when, especially when it gets broken and sad, when someone rejects me that I really liked and actually was starting to be sexual with, that can be hard. Mm-hmm. I, I just tried to show those skills about how I did that. Um, and, and going back to your question about, did I tell the men, one of the reasons I had to tell the men if I had a few dates with them was I had um, ongoing lovers that I had picked early in my project who I knew would not be my partner for various reasons. They were too young. They, they, they were busy doing other things. Um, but they were sustained me to have men that I knew were my lovers um, along the way made me put less pressure on the dates to be sexual with them. But I had to tell the men who I was dating that I had okay to have these other guys, <laughs> and some of them were fine with that, and some of them were definitely not. Um, mm. I, I, they were. I, you know, that's yeah. Yeah. One got mad at you. Mm. Yes. Um, yes. On the first page. Only of the one. Book. <laughs> only yeah. one. Actually, two. <laughs> yeah. Two, two, two? No, please. But but well, that's as far. So those are the men that I would have gotten a little farther with who I would have been seeing a little bit longer. Mm. And and one of them didn't understand why I didn't stop seeing these other people once we started seeing each other a few times. He was doing what I call monogamous dating. Right. Like like you're dating and then you become monogamous while you're trying to figure out the relationship. And I was doing non-monogamous dating, (laughs) meaning- Well, yeah, yeah, you can date who you want. Really, you know, that's hello. Well, okay, but then that's that brings up a thing too of stereotypes because there are things that happen. Men have always had these, hey, we can do this whenever we want kind of thing in Uh historically speaking, right? right? Mm -hmm. But with through your relationships and through the the workshops and the dating, did you find that there were stereotypes for women and men that um, were incorrect and just over kind of blown out of proportion, or is it coming from? Or are those stereotypes for those who haven't been working at it? Hmm. You, know, you're, you know, the pre, I, pre-workshops and learning the intimacies yeah. and, and the care of well, others, you know? Well, I guess I think because of my lesbian background, I didn't see it in terms of stereotypes. One of the values of having been with women is to, and seeing them as, as diverse people is I just see men as diverse people. I don't usually actually see their stereotypes. I say, this man is a little too aggressive this man is a little is passive or this man is I, I just see the different range and so the, the differences for me were were in communication um some um it, it's it, it was that about sexuality some men were not okay with me being sexual with other people when I was dating them and also communication I tend to be pretty direct and honest and and a lot of people aren't used to that and, mm. and so and men are not used to that um there you know there was one date um 
where he was taking me to a restaurant and I said, I don't really like that restaurant. Could we go to another one? And he said, no, we're going to this one. And I said, could we wow. talk about it? Which a friend of, you know, most mm. men I knew would talk about it. At least he said, no, we're not talking about it. And wow. that, this was a now really, that's this, a big red flag. It was a big red flag and it was a blind <laughs> date. And it was, it was, and I carried it through because he was a friend of a friend, but, and I, and, and actually it's not detailed in the book. Um, but, but the point was, um, he did not have the, the same communication style I had. I didn't right. label it as he's a ex so-and-so man. I, I just thought this guy is too controlling and, and mm -hmm. not for me. And he doesn't have communication skills or the flexibility that I'm looking for. Yeah. I, yeah. I dated a guy who was like, mm. you know, you were too long at this place. Why weren't you here at this time? And trying to dictate in, in that, oh that another, mm. no, he was a, was he a Christmas dump? Yeah. I dumped him <laughs> yes. <at> Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> anyay really okay i'm yeah. gonna add to that story because well, i didn't he, want to have to do the he, family stuff he brought his mother over to talk to me about lisa dumping him on oh, christmas no. so oh, i was yes. like on christmas yeah on you had christmas to yes. you had to defend lisa to her the, the guy's mother well, on no christmas. i did it good i just oh, no, but my friend was there <laughs> and so good. her dog <laughs> was growling and wanted to go and, and take her out and sparking I she just was, closed the door i it was it was hysterical i'm like really but that but there's the, those are <laughs> yeah. the things you're just like what and there's reasons why things it's don't actually work out pretty you say funny. goodbye you know yeah but i think um those red flags are there but then there's the ones who <laughs> oh boy. you know oh there is the ones where <laughs> yeah. you go on this big elaborate date and then they expect you know hey well now i bought you this now you've got to repay me this mm -hmm. way and that's mm -hmm. not an intimate thing that's not no. the way it no. should be it shouldn't no. be well, well that goes back to choice and and, mm -hmm. and as women really getting deep down that we have a choice every minute i, I think in one mm -hmm. of my dates um i was i was actually um stroking somebody's face and kissing somebody <laughs> you know i was and he was liking it but he wanted to make love and i said i'm not ready to make love and he had to, and and I he um and he said well but if you stay I'm going to want to do that I said well I guess I better go so yeah mm -hmm. I I exercise that choice and and I know that sometimes in that situation we've been taught as women to just keep you know go with what the man wants and so mm. it takes it takes a lot of learning to and mm -hmm. and and confidence to be able to say no this is what I want this yeah is not exactly what I, want. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's and and I think the stroking of the face is intimate I mean that's just a mm -hmm. very oh, yeah. intimate. That's incredibly yeah. intimate, you know, uh -huh. so you've already made a step, you know what I mean? So to me, right. that's a step. But yeah. um, there's also been joy. I mean, the dating is also supposed to be super fun, like, you know, walking on the beach, having conversations. I yeah. always think the conversation of finding common ground is cool until someone decides, oh, you like this? Well, I like this, too. And you're like, just be honest. I don't if you, I like chocolate ice cream and you like vanilla, like vanilla, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, so there's yeah. that part where I think, and maybe it is uh, an experience level um, of being around a block enough and, and doing the workshops, like you're saying that mm -hmm. you get to that authentic place. And that is where I think the crux is of dating and relationships is if you're not someone who's being authentic and kind, then kind, yes, that's, then you're out. It, yeah. it just right. isn't going to happen because it'll right. be an ugly surprise later. Just even down to whether or not you like a certain ice cream. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it's fine. And and that and it's, I think it's going back to what you said before. It doesn't just because you don't want to date them or it doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. 
Mm. And so one, one of the, mm-hmm. you know, we, we need to be, when we reject someone, we, we need to be kind and, and, and say, well, what we do like about them, but just saying it's not really a match for me. Yeah. And certainly some of the men said that to me, they, they said, you know, you're really nice, but you're not a match. I, I don't think, I don't see us going anywhere. And I had to accept that. They know what they want and I know what I want, or I was, I was actually trying to discover what I wanted, but mm. we have to trust that each person knows what they're, what they want. Now, when you get people who are, you know, saying things that seem like just to be people pleasing and that's confusing. That's very confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it doesn't really help. And then you lose no. your sense yeah. of who you are. Yeah, that's yeah. not integrity. Yeah. You yeah. know, I look at yeah. it as it travel with travel. You uh-huh. don't know if you're going to like the place until you get there. Right. And right. when you're there, we'll, we'll see. Cause we also go with the tourism brain of, you know, if a community needs to clean this up or do this and that's so we're into building communities through responsible mm. sustainable tourism so it's mm-hmm. a little we go in with kind of a an adventurous spirit at the same time mm-hmm. with a little bit of a critical eye not a little yeah. bit we're discerning. straight up discerning yeah, it just like very that. nice very good word and <laughs> so we go in that way and even if there's a bunch of negatives we are always looking for the positive and right. that is something mm-hmm. that you can find but it's got to have that sense of place. And if a, if a community has, has lost its sense of place and just does something for popularity that is off kilter to the town, like if you put in a series of fast food brand stores in a historic downtown district, you've now mm-hmm. lost it. You've yeah. lost who you are, your integrity, your mm-hmm. authenticity. Mm-hmm. And so it's very similar to for us in that way. I know it's yeah, it is. It's it's the same skill. It's it's an adventure, and you won't know until you get there. And if you go, well, this isn't a match for me because I don't want downtown fast food. I want the historic charm. Then you go, well, I was there. I had a good time with this part. This part sucked. Too many suckings on that. So I'm going to the cool part, the little historic Uh downtown I want. Uh If that makes sense, it's just that everybody learning of you know where they are. But I I think people. I think your book is very timely. Now we've been talking about this whole thing with COVID and people having these reflective times Mm -hmm. to discern there's online courses, there's um, reading material like your book to Mm -hmm. really start to think and time to journal. Mm -hmm. They're changing. People are quitting jobs and starting businesses, well, you know, working less and having more quality of life. So I think your book is timely for people to... Mm -hmm not only seek a partner, but remember to be kind and get into who they are. Oh, well, thank a, you for saying that. I appreciate that. Yeah. There's, a, there's a constant reminder right now because of the pandemic that... Um, 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.
everybody is at risk, whether you've had injections or you're masking or whatever, mm -hmm. there's, there's a risk out there and there's always a risk, but this is more publicized. I mean, you can walk across the street, be in a crosswalk and still get hit by a car. So there's always a risk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now this is like in the press. I mean, when do you not hear about any newscast that doesn't say something about the virus, the pandemic, the this or that. So it's in your face all the time. So all of a sudden, your length of life is in focus. Are you going to get mm. it? Or are you not? If oh, you do yeah. get it, are you going to get past it? You know, yeah. so you, and what can you, how can you make your life the best you can? Mm -hmm. while you exactly. Have it? What are you going to do yeah. with the time that you have? Are you just going to yeah. sit and watch soap operas Netflix <laughs> or you could have learned something <laughs> yeah. new you know you're gonna yeah. learn something new get a, get a new skill uh, uh -huh. fix up your home or whatever it is what are you yeah. gonna do with the time and how meaningful and, is it and some people are ready to try looking for a relationship if they especially if they've been mm -hmm. single during the pandemic I was kind mm -hmm. of hoping the pandemic would be over by the time my book came out because it's a very um, it's a pre-pandemic dating book right. but i think all the dating skills can be used um you know as you know you know people have been very creative about dating online with zoom mm -hmm. and and i think people have, have because of the caution and the risk it's it's slowed people down a little and let people kind of get to know people before they even see them in person like exactly know them on zoom. Uh, it's like and, who's under <laughs> mask number three well yeah and it's <laughs> right it's right it's true the zoom thing is really good because you're uh -huh. having the body language and mm -hmm. communicating yeah. and you can still go for a walk on the beach and wear Walks a mask yes exactly you can, and, or you know i'm i'm back in the bay area you know go to point reyes Go yes. see the sea lions in February. Yes. They're out there, you know. Yeah. But it's it's you have all of um there people are and and they're able to do it in that slower format and maybe even through family gatherings that are intimate mm -hmm. and small and things like that. So I think I think your book is well timed. I you know well, you. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think because people are reflecting and I also know we've had a generational change. In fact, I was talking with a, one of our experts mm. about this today. We have a general generational change going on where people have worked, 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 worked. You've got the mm. boomer generation going, okay, now I'm kind of like, it, I don't know where the boomer, are you boomers now? <laughs> I'm I don't a boomer. know anymore. I'm a boomer, a boomer, yeah. But, yeah. but at this point, a lot of times <laughs> women and men have worked, maybe raised a family and maybe stuck with all of that, that work and really not seek had the time to have the right partners maybe they've lost a partner that was true or, for me yeah you know that you get to that point of who am i and only then what am i doing to, yeah people are starting second mm. and third careers like we know like we've stayed mm. during this pandemic we pet sit as we travel which mm -hmm. is awesome we get to hang out with animals all day it's so cool and you know we meet all these cool people <laughs> yeah. and we also stayed in a lot of bed and breakfast because it was a safer way of travel. And mm -hmm. majority, I would say 90% out of over 30 bed and breakfasts in just under two years were people with their second and third career right. and something oh, that they great. wanted yeah. to do together, yeah. you know, as, as a couple. And so you're looking at this changeover generational, but also, you know what, we want to take time for us as a couple, the kids have flown the coop, We've done our crazy mm -hmm. hardcore career. Let's do something fun together. So a lot of people are in that mode now where they do have a lifespan. Just don't get COVID. 
Oh, yeah. Anything else? Yeah. You, know, you yeah. do have this lifespan of we are living longer as human uh-huh. beings. Oh yeah. You can have fun. Like I know I'm not I'm I'm not going to be dating until I'm like you know sixty. Honestly, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm doing something else that is my time. Yeah, that's my yeah. choice. You people know? do what they need to do yeah. in their own time, and some people are really focused on career, and some people yeah. are really ready for relationship, and some people. And, and I also just want to put a plug. You said something something generational. I don't think people younger than us. I don't think anyone is really taught, as we said, about good communication and how to be mm-hmm. honest and and how to be vulnerable and how to be intimate. And so I, I do think that my book is good for people under 52, even though it's called mm-hmm. After 50. I, mm-hmm. I think that people, I've, I've gotten the feedback that people under 50 get a lot out of it in terms of dating skills yes. and a perspective on dating and a perspective on dating to find, to learn about yourself. It's, mm-hmm. it's a self-discovery process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know what? I always think it could be just if, depending, everyone's got a different situation. You know what yeah. I mean? It's oh, yeah. a, everyone's in a different situation. That's something to always remember about rela- new relationships, whether it's platonic or a relation, a, you know, a romantic mm-hmm. relationship. Mm-hmm. Everyone is, and I think it's part something we all forget. Everyone is growing at a different stage and in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yeah, we're yeah. all trees and I'm going to branch out in this and this, you're going to branch out there. Yeah, okay. Like tree yeah. yeah. Well, I always yeah. do the Khalil Gibran thing where you're like, each person is their own branch of the tree and then they get to have mm-hmm. one trunk together or one branch that is united. Yeah. So you can be separate and then still have un- unity, but allow people to be separate. That's something I, I've always seen growing up is, I'm, I'm older now, but, <laughs> but growing up was that um, couples would not allow each other to have their own lives. Yeah. So I wonder I when you get over 50, if we've now got past that thing of, I want to be with him every single moment. Definitely. And I'm going, hell no. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't know if you noticed, but um, my, my, my partner and I do not live together. We, we mm-hmm. live separately. We live about 30 minutes apart. And awesome. we, 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 are, we enjoy being each other on the weekends, on long weekends. And, and that's mm-hmm. a good balance for us. And, um, and, and that was part of my discovery. And th- that's the point also about my book. You can create the relationship you want. You don't, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying people need to do what I did or create the relationship I had, but I'm hoping that they see it as a model for exploring. Well, what do they want? What's important to them? And what kind of person would they like to be with? And I also want to put in a plug book for, apparently men like to read my book too. My partner says, I would think, you should yeah, be pitching this to men more. And in fact, my men friends are really enjoying it because they get to see what women are thinking while we that, date. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah it's, it's um, you know, you get brownie points for actually thinking that way <laughs> because a lot of men in the past I mean we are on a cusp of a huge change as uh, men and women and Mm -hmm. how we deal with each other and what we think about each other I mean I remember just watching my grandmother and my grandfather and thinking what (laughs) what are you doing because I mean the the subservience of women to Mm -hmm. men has been I mean it's age old and women are climbing Definitely. out of that and, and some men can handle it and others can't. Some mm-hmm. get angry. Some mm-hmm. really don't understand. But that's, you know, and, and it's just a thing that's going to keep happening until things equalize. Right. And, and, and a lot of people, older men, um, some of them are stuck in those old ways yeah. and some of them know they are and they're trying to get out of it and they're very mm-hmm. earnest. I, I saw a lot of men 
um, older men really sincerely mm -hmm. trying to relate to women in an equal way. But it's mm -hmm. how it's how we were brought up. Like I know when my dad told me I had three choices if I was not going to go get married right away. Mm -hmm. My three choices were be a school teacher, be a nurse, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and or work for the Red none. Cross. Oh, oh my God. God. I only got the first two. I didn't get that Red Cross one. Yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> and, and, and I'm like, oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. then, you know, I started out as an insurance adjuster and he just was like, what? <laughs> Good Did, for you. Do you so have you a broke business out. brain to do that? So you broke out of that yeah, expectation. But that, but, and I think. Of course, yeah, I'm older, so that follows. But for younger girls today, I mean, Lisa certainly didn't grow up that way. Well, yeah, I was surrounded by it, though. Yes. I grew up in, in Africa and in Kenya, England, mm -hmm. South Africa. And growing up, a lot of my friends were, I mean, we all had our little boy crazy moments. So I'm not going to say I didn't go through it. But they That's were uh, a true. lot. A lot of people were getting married right out. There was that whole, we're, we're, yeah, it, mm -hmm. you know, married kids. This is the plan, and I dated, and six months. Yeah, get rid of it. Uh, <laughs> you nice. had good coaches. It sounds like no. I'm like you about the every year. Like that's enough of that. Um, I thought, and and really, it was six months mm -hmm. of just oh, I think I'm bored with this. Should I keep on? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh boy, mm -hmm. you know? So it, it, I've done that whole mm -hmm. thing, but it's like, it was like, if you do not, you do not have a worth if you do not have a man. Exactly. It's like, you will not, you'll never get a man. I've been told that. I've been told mm -hmm. that you will never, mm -hmm. I remember once in yep. a, uh, mm -hmm. a, when, when we lived up in the mountains, a lady coming up and saying, if you keep working with your mother and being like this, you will never get married. You will never find a man. Oh. And oh. I said, really? cool <laughs> meantime I was dating like a I, yeah. yeah I was having a good time but um and I just looked at her I was like what are you jealous of our relationship which a lot of women have been uh -huh. really mm. oh I mean about unusual. us which yeah. is and then there's a majority are like wow I wish I could travel and do all that with my mom or yeah. daughter vice versa so yeah. but there's some who are just like you'll never get a man that way and I'm like mm -hmm. Those are oh, hard well. messages. It's hard when we, it's great that you had that reaction, like, so what? You know, like, that's not a bad thing. Well, I make my but choices, yeah, mm -hmm. you know. But sometimes those messages land hard inside yeah. ourselves mm -hmm. and we mm -hmm. have to figure out how to get them out. And usually it's by being around like-minded people who do not mm -hmm. feel that way. And it's finding a community that supports your own values. Mm -hmm. And that's what I found by living in the Bay Area and also by going to those workshops and, um, everything else I do around yeah here. because you have mm -hmm. to because you can't always you also can't stay in the like political it's like politics right we have our left we have our right and everyone's fighting and and being and the, where does the communication come in you, you know and you do want to stay on your side where you can breathe you need yeah. to breathe and you say to... oh it's really nice when you're with someone who has the same values and thoughts and beliefs but if we all stayed there how do we bridge gaps well, so we I, have I, to have that balance. Exactly. We need the balances. But I, I think in terms of your intimate support level, I think we oh, need yeah. a supportive bubble of people who you affirm our do. worth and our value and our mm -hmm. goodness. And then we safe can go place. out and fight our battles there. From, That's from what there. I'm saying. You yeah, have to place. have your safe place. Yeah. You have to yeah. have the place where I was saying you have to have that community where you can breathe and just mm -hmm. be. And then exactly. it's like, okay, we're, mm -hmm. we're going to have to like cross this line here. 
and then you have the energy to do it and the patience and not mm-hmm. have the emotional drama. And I think a lot of us just, whether it's relationships, you know, romantically personal mm-hmm. or not, I think we're running on high emotion. Oh, especially now. And that's where I think, you know, the dating part is something people can grasp and want to do. And I think that's why I'm saying the book goes further afield. Mm. And so it's been so cool to have you, you on the show. <laughs> you are so Thank fun to talk to. I, I really appreciate you understanding. And you, you, you have a, you certainly have a great model of a life, you two. And, and, you. and that's, that's what we want. We want to create the life we want to create that, that mm-hmm. works for us. And that's what it's all about. And that I feel is like you two freedom. have done that. That yes. is true freedom. And that's what yeah. we should all have that yes, ability right. to do that. So I appreciate that, that messaging in your book mm. as well. So everyone, again, Carolyn Lee Arnold, it is 50 first dates after 50 all through She Writes Press. Mm. Go to carolynleearnold.com and that's C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-L-E-E on her website. She's on Facebook and Instagram as well. Go to Amazon. Uh, I, are you on bookshop.org? Yes, okay. yes. Bookshop.org and um, indie, indie book. Awesome. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we, we want to support independent bookstores. So try to get your book through that. Um, I, I can actually mail people a book plate with my signature on it if they get it from somewhere. I also have a bookstore you can get my signed copies from. It's all on this my website. Awesome. We just found cool. out about bookshop.org cool. and we're opening up a store on our site where oh. everybody, you'll be on there. Oh, we're great. Gonna, we're putting everyone's mm-hmm. books Thank on there you. because they support the authors and yeah. the independent mm-hmm. bookstores. Yes. And that's something so crucial. Oh, that's great. Great. Okay. Well, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank so you. good to meet Thank you. You, you Thank too. You for Everyone, having me on. <laughs> Everyone keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.